Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome in, fight fans. We got another edition of Inside Boxing Live coming your way. I am your host, Dan Canobio. And on this show, we have a two for one. Two Kenobios, one boxing podcast. Bob Kenobio, the creator of CompuBox, who just so happens to be my dad, joins the show because we were live for the Trillerverse uh, rap battle slash boxing card from Madison Square Garden, the first card in over 18 months in New York City. We'll break that all down. And Bob will also give us his insights into Manny Pacquiao. Bob has seen practically every punch thrown and landed in Manny Pacquiao's illustrious career. So here he is, Bob Kenobio, coming up here on Inside Boxing Live. This week here on Inside Boxing, I'm not calling him a guest because he is my dad. He is also my boss. He's also uh, a friend. He is a co-host this week. Bob Canobio is our co-host here on Inside Boxing Live. We are recording this on Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yes, today is Wednesday when we're recording this. It is the day after the Triller verse, Locks versus Dipset, some boxing mixed in as well. What a night it was, Bob. Um, the boxing world has taken us to some crazy locations. Last night was one for the record books in, in New York City. Yeah, last night had to be the maybe the high point of uh, my career uh, because <laughs> the, the, the uh, marijuana smoke was quite pungent. I mean, it made the Barclays look like a, a taping of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I mean, it was there. Plus our position, we were like high above the uh the stage so we were up there um but it was a fun night it was uh you know there was a buzz in the air (laughs) and uh the fights were were decent fights too so yeah i would say it was another uh another one for the books yeah we can start Mm -hmm. with the fights uh chris algieri came back for the first time in over two years he picked up a unanimous decision win over mick lapierre he landed close to 300 punches uh, so he is back on the comeback trail at 140. We'll see what he does there. He's linked up with Keith Conley. Uh, Michael Hunter was the star of the night. Heavyweight, who has also not been in the ring in a long time. He had that controversial draw with Povetkin. He had a problem with matchroom boxing. He had a huge knockout. He probably benefited the most because he was the last fight of the night when the crowd was really starting to fill in at the uh, theater last night. A huge emphatic knockout, which, you know, casual. a lot of casual boxing fans in the crowd last uh, uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday night. And to see a big knockout and, and for him to come on the stage, too, before the rap battle started, I thought that was perfect uh, for, for Michael Hunter, who was a really good-looking American heavyweight, which we, we need more of. But last uh, Tuesday night was about the experience. You know, we Triller has been now in, in the boxing game for a couple months now. Uh, I thought that the Jake Paul uh, installment or production – I didn't think it was well received by a lot of the boxing fans out there. You know, the pre-recorded um, bits with Pete Davidson, the pre-recorded concerts were a bit too long. But I think last night, Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden, between putting the rap battle on after, on versus, on Fight TV, boxing, and then the rap battle, two separate things, but one crowd, one live gate. I think Triller is onto something here if they can continue this formula. Yeah, I think they definitely are onto something. It was sort of two separate shows. I mean, some of the boxing fans did trickle in uh, for the main event, which was a good thing. 
And it was, a, like you said, it was an American heavyweight with Michael Hunter. And he got the emphatic knockout, which is what, that's what fans want to see. Um, yeah, so, you know, they're on to something. Um, and that is probably the best way to present these kind of events is to have the boxing separate um, from the music. And if it, you know, if it's going to bring eyeballs, more eyeballs to boxing, um, then, you know, we're all for it. And, uh, you know, they, they're saying they're going to do monthly shows. These versus battles seem to be um, so popular. Um, there's no shortage of, uh, of material, no shortage of artists, I'm sure, who, who want to get, it's like a resurgence for their careers. So I'm sure yeah. there's going to be no shortage of artists looking to get on board. And as far as fighters, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be uh, uh, stables of fighters looking to come on board. Golden Boy could very well join join with Trilla because their deal with uh, the zone is, you know, has to be renewed. So, you know, Golden Boy's in a pretty good good position here. They could jump over the Trilla and there you go. You have their stable of fighters. So you mesh the two together. And yeah, like you said, we could be on to, uh, on to uh, a good thing. Yeah, I talked to Ryan Kavanaugh last night, and um, he was excited. I mean, the guy is very much involved with the production. He had a headset on at his ringside seat. He was with the production team. He was with us. He's very hands-on. He knows that they have something great here, or the right formula, because we've been along the ride for a lot of these outsider type of promoters that come into boxing, like Rock Nation, or, or, or Rock Nation with Jay-Z, when he did a few years ago. You know, they did, uh, you know, like a little mini concert in the ring. You know, Rihanna showed up. But this is different. This is smart. You know, putting the, the rap battle, the verses, which is a great entity on its own. You know, they have long been established as successful to the point where Triller bought verses last night or Tuesday night's locks versus dipset battle. Close to a million people tuned in altogether. That is insane. At one point I was watching. Obviously, we were there, but I was also pulling it up on Instagram. There was like 600,000 people tuned into that. So if you're looking at it through a boxing prism, if they can grab a few of those fans, that's, you know, they could, you know, some guys that showed up last night that were on the fence about boxing, but now they're like, oh, wait, you know, who's this Michael Hunter guy? Uh, yeah. You know, what can they do next? Like, and that's what it's all about, too. It's, it's, you can, it's easy to put on one show. We want to see them consistently keep doing this. And I think Triller will, like you said, with Golden Boy in the mix and uh, other let's say fighters that are maybe don't ha have loose contractual obligations with their promoter or a promoter that doesn't have a specific network. If you're a fighter, don't you want to fight on this stage? Like, don't you want to be part of this show? If they do another one next month or, or even in October, you want to be part of that if, if you're a young fighter, but yeah, well, I thought it was we, awesome. Yeah. We saw Amir Khan was there last night. I mean, he wasn't there cause he happened to be in the neighborhood. I'm sure he's trying to work and fight working something with, with Trilla to get on board. And um, like you said, there's, there's no shortage of other fighters who want to be part of this new mix. I mean, I've been to a lot of fights, a lot of venues, and last night, you know, it, it felt like a big fight. It just okay. felt like you could feel the excitement of, of brewing. So um, you get a couple more big-name fighters on one of these Trilla cards where the fans, the rap fans will come out earlier watch the fights and then you segue into the, into the show, then we're really on to something, but you have to start somewhere. And I thought last night was just, uh, you know, such a step in the right direction. And my hat's off to Brian Kavanaugh too. I love it when a, uh, when the boss man is hands-on, 
I loved the fact that he had the headset on. He was listening to the production um, of the boxing. He was also involved with the with the rehearsal for before the show, before the music part of the show started. He was very much hands on there. So um, I just think uh, that's another good sign that these guys, um, you know, these guys mean business. This guy is a successful uh, person in Hollywood. He's got a good career, so you know it. He didn't get there by, by, you know, winning a lottery. I'm sure the guy, you know, is a hard worker. And, um, you know, this definitely was a step in the right direction. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a disruptor, as they say. And he's trying to disrupt the market in boxing. And, and it took a little bit of time to mold the right formula. But that was Tuesday night uh, at MSG. It was awesome. One of the cooler experiences I had in the boxing world. Uh, you know, big fights. Been to a lot of big fights. Usually they have a performance in the ring. That was something different, you know, Buster Rhyme. We ended up in a suite with Buster Rhymes, Ray Flores. Uh, you were in there, uh, Kavanaugh, uh, Peter Kahn. It was it was a scene. It was a lot Joe of things. Joe, Joe LaGuardia. It was, I mean, friends. come on. That is a, a, a it was a scene. Uh, boxing brings a lot of different worlds together. Jalen Rose, where, you know, he was a big boxing guy. He likes uh, he likes uh, Pacquiao to beat Spence, which we're going to talk about a little later. But all in all. Uh, I thought the first installment of the Triller verse was successful. Uh, I don't, I'm not privy to the the finer details, like on the the boxing side of things. But talking to Lou DeBella, he seemed happy. He's the promoter of note, and we'll see. And we'll see if they do it again. Uh, it's going to be hard to top that type of uh, rap performance and those two names being the Locks, Dipset, huge in New York City, big part of the New York City rap scene. Locks won. I think it, there's no doubt about it. Jadakiss, 46 years old, looked like a prime Tito Trinidad. I mean, the guy was freestyling. He was he was a comedy act. He was making fun of all the guys from Dipset. It was like a virtuoso performance. Would you agree, Bob? So who had the better night, Jadakiss or um, or Michael Hunter? Uh, Jadakiss. <laughs> well, that's big. That's saying something because Hunter flattened this guy with one punch. He landed... 55% of his power punches, but Jadakiss uh, gets, the, gets the big W. Very Jadakiss impressive. landed 100% of his power punches. Wow. They said it was equivalent. Much... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm saying you can't get much better than that. <laughs> they were saying it was equivalent to, like, dropping a triple-double, like dropping 50 points, 17 rebounds, like, you know, 12 assists. That was that type of performance from, from Jadakiss. Awesome night. All right. On the other side of things, we're going to break down some of the bigger fights. We're heading into August. Obviously, Spence and Pacquiao are on the schedule. But those are also some sneaky fights and the appetite for these big time, a mega fight in boxing. OK, Bob, uh, we have ourselves a August to look forward to in the boxing world. All things will culminate with Manny Pacquiao, Errol Spence in late August in Las Vegas. There were some other good fights on the August schedule. You got Rodrigo Ortiz going up against Mean Machine as he works his way up the welterweight ladder. Jason Maloney, Joshua Franco three, which I think is an outstanding fight because they had some controversy in that second fight with the headbutt in right. Vegas. So that goes down over on top rank. We got Casemiro, John Real Casemiro uh, versus Rigondeaux. He's not fighting Nonito Donaire. I wish we would have got that fight. But the mean I'm trying to say is that we have some some good fights but we also have the mega fight the event that everyone is looking forward to it's been a good year of boxing with these strong cards but one thing we've been missing because of wilder fury falling through in covid as well is the mega fight and we have that with errol spence and manny pacquiao yeah you know traditionally august has always been a quiet month for boxing i mean i 
looking back at some of the past schedules, past August, and we're, we're lucky if we had two or three fights the whole month. This month, we have 12 shows alone in August for CompuBox. And of course, the big one is Spence Pacquiao, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Spence in this fight because I, I know he reads social media and a lot of people are rolling with Pacquiao, which kind of surprises me. Uh, people seem to forget the last few rounds of the Thurman fight. I thought Thurman was taking it to him um, and at the, you know, in the last few rounds. So um, I would be really, really shocked if Pacquiao pulls this one off. I expect Spence to just outwork him um, and, and wear him down. And I hate to see it. I hate to see Manny go down, uh, but I think Spence could, could very well get a late round stoppage. But the lack of big fights um, for the last few months has made this thing into like a mega event. I think it's just gonna do huge business because it's Manny Pacquiao. He's 42 years old. Um, can he go to the well one more time? And you have Spence who, you know, is regarded as probably the top welterweight in the world. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, that's going to be a big event. And the supporting fights, I'm looking forward to see Virgil Ortiz uh, fight on the 14th. Uh, mean Machine gave Crawford some trouble early in that fight. Landed the most punches on Crawford of any opponent, 118. Not a lot of punches, but he, he made Crawford work in that fight. Um, did that fight take a lot out of Mean Machine? Probably, but we're going to see. We're going to see how he, you know, how he holds up against Virgil Ortiz, who, along with Boots Ennis, I guess, are regarded as the two top up-and-coming welterweights in the world. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, a, that's a must-see, Virgil Ortiz. The funny thing is this has like been a common theme with the boxing schedule uh, the last couple of years is all these fights happening on the same night. So this weekend coming up, there it's a little light. We got the match room, and there's another Fox show. Uh, but August 14th, the fights that we just mentioned: Virgil Ortiz, Mean Machine, Josh, uh, Jason Maloney, Joshua Franco, and Casimir Rigondeaux are all happening at the same time on the same date. So that's going to give you uh, a little bit of a preview for August 21st when we get Spence and, and Pacquiao. And it's funny because I feel like this is one of the hardest. Uh, fights to handicap and I'm uh, thankful that I don't have to do that uh, give my uh, gambling advice uh, sort of say on this fight because we just don't know about Manny Pacquiao it's too hard to gauge where he is he obviously is a legend and you could base a, a lot of his uh, his future performances off his previous ones but his previous performance was against Keith Thurman in July of 2019 and you're right we were there ringside Thurman was battering Manny Pacquiao hitting him with Flush combinations down the stretch. Pacquiao just had enough in the tank to keep Thurman off of him in that knockdown in the first round to get that win. It all comes down to is Manny Pacquiao getting old overnight? We have been saying it for years and years now. Will it happen? Two years out of the ring, 42 years old, against a guy in Spence who has told, been on the record to say that I was only 70, maybe 80% against uh, Danny Garcia, which is... I, ref I, I respect it, the truthfulness. It's very refreshing uh, for him to admit that he wasn't fully back. But that's what I saw in the ring that night, too, is that he looked good, Errol Spence, but I didn't think he was his normal self. And I wouldn't expect him to be after the car accident and all the, the long layoff. But that has to creep in, into boxing fans' mind, too. I, people will just tell me flat out, oh, he's fully recovered from the accident. But there are a lot of variables here. Pacquiao being old, <laughs> Pacquiao being inactive. And Errol Spence, maybe not being fully recovered 
from the car crash. So it is a lot of things going into this. I would not be shocked either way. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm going to lean towards Spence. I just think he's a machine. Uh, I think the, he's going to jab him. He's got one of the best jabs in the welterweight division. He's got a five-inch reach advantage too. But this is the fight. This is the fight that we're all looking forward to. Hopefully it happens. Everyone gets their vaccine and or stays away from the two fighters. Stay away with it's the last thing boxing needs. But this is the fight because there have been good fights all year, but this is the mega event. Yeah, there's two ways of looking at the Pacquiao layoff. That he it was probably, maybe it was a good thing because it was a, such a hard fight with Thurman. And being now 42, he may have needed to rest. On the other hand, you know, you can't fool Father Time. I know Foreman pulled off the knockout of Moore at, at age 45. Um, it's possible Pacquiao can, you know, summon up enough uh, energy and drive to get past Spence. But who says he's was only 70% of himself against Garcia, who is a good welterweight. Let's face it, Danny Garcia is you know, is a top welterweight. And Spence handled fairly easily. I think Spence had some mental issues going into that fight, some doubt whether, you know, with the layoff, the long layoff. Um, so he probably had some mental issues, that, uh, some rust. So that, that's going to be shaken off. I think Spence, you're going to see, you're going to see a prime Spence, who, by the way, is busier too than Thurman. Thurman was nailing Pacquiao with punches down the stretch where Spence throws, I think, maybe 10 or 12 more punches per round than Thurman. So there's a good chance that Spence is going to be getting off that second and third shot uh, against Manny in the late rounds, which doesn't bode well for Manny either. So um, I think either way, it's going to be an exciting fight. It's not a blowout, um, but uh, I think Manny, um, Manny's got an uphill battle. I, I really believe it. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we had Jim Lampley on and, you know, I said, why do you think Pacquiao is fighting? Because he thinks he needs the money. I mean, it's it's crazy that he's <clears throat> stepping in there. He would I would think he would much rather be fighting like a McGregor or uh, those type of circus types of fights to make probably more to fight someone like that. But obviously we all know what happened with uh, McGregor losing his fights in the UFC. And now uh, potentially there's a whole bunch of lawsuits now. They're trying to block. Pacquiao from uh, Spence from happening. Obviously, the PBC and the powers that be are going to make that go away. But it just shows you Pacquiao is he's a wild man. You've probably seen uh, all of his fights from from his uh, debut uh, back in 98 to his okay, bursting so on the scene in 2001 when he won that, that world title. You have been along the ride for, for Manny Pacquiao. Just try to sum it up where he started to where he is now. This ride of 20 plus years. Yeah, we saw him his first fight was on HBO. He was late billing against um, LaDuaba. And I think it was at probably, I think it was 126 pounds. No one knew who he was. And he uh, he flattened this, this LaDuaba, who was the favorite. And then, um, I mean, who can forget the Marquez fights? They were, uh, where he dropped Marquez three times in the first round of their first fight. Marquez comes back and gets a draw in that fight. The third fight was memorable, um, where Manny was about to take Marquez out, got sloppy and got KO'd with one shot. <laughs> um, you know, Manny against against De La Hoya. When that fight was first made, everyone left. That was a Larry Merchant cooked up that fight. And everyone left, of course, the way that everyone left at Leonard Hagler. And Manny goes and, and, and destroys De La Hoya. Um, Manny against against Ricky Hatton, 
probably the loudest weigh-in, loudest pre-fight ever, and takes out Hatton with one punch. Um, no, you know, no fight was too big for Manny. Um, the one fight that's kind of interesting was the uh, Margarito fight, where Manny went up to 154 and fought Margarito and just butchered him. I mean, he landed uh, over 400 punches. But in that fight, Margarito came in the ring, I believe, at close to 170 pounds, which was probably what Spence is going to come in somewhere near there when he rehydrates. It's got, Spence has to rehydrate, I would say, to release 165. Mm -hmm. So Manny's going to be in there with a big welterweight. And he said that uh, Margarito hurt him several times to the body. He felt the punches from the bigger, a big welterweight uh, who was fighting a junior middleweight. So that's another factor. Um, you know, Manny's going to be fighting a full-blown, um, a full-blown welterweight who's going to be pushing 160 pounds on fight night. Um, but again, you can't, <laughs> you can't count Manny out. He seems to rise to the occasion. And something you said earlier, yes, he was looking to fight McGregor. That was going to be the easy probably $100 million payday, but McGregor lost to Poirier. So that, that threw, the, threw, the, uh, threw a wrench into those plans. And I, I feel that Manny's probably just looking for the biggest fights now, the biggest payday now. Um, he, could lose to, he could lose to a second-tier welterweight for a lot less money. So he figures, let me go after the big, the big cash cow with Spence that's probably going to bring in the most money next to McGregor. And, and, and here we are. He's going, he's challenging Spence for as much money as possible. Right. To go from Marquez, Barrera, Morales, Cotto, De La Hoya, Margarito, Mayweather, and now Broner, Thurman, Spence. I mean, that is just absurd. That's generations. That's 20 years span. And that Margarito fight, I believe that was the last night of Pacquiao's prime, like prime Pacquiao, because that fight took a lot out of him. It's, he was getting hit. He was getting battered. That was a brutal, brutal fight for Pacquiao both ways. You know, he destroyed Margarito, uh, destroyed his eye, destroyed every part of him. But what a career, Manny Pacquiao. That's the fight of the summer. Uh, I can't believe we're in August already. It's been a great boxing year. We got Anthony Joshua uh, next month, September. We got Wilder Fury in October. Uh, then, you know, November, December, I'm sure. Gonna, I mean, just every week, every week now from here on out, despite the next week, it's going to be jam-packed with stars. Hopefully we get Crawford and Porter, you know, Jamel Herring, who we were with yesterday, fighting Brian Garcia, Brian Garcia, Jojo Diaz. I hope that gets made. Canelo. There are so many good fights. Canelo. I, I mean, I, I'm losing track. Fight somewhere, right? Right. Yeah. Canelo's going to have to fight somebody uh, by the end of the year, at least. Well, who knows if it's going to be September uh, 18th. But moral of the story, from here on out to the end of the year, there's going to be big stars in the ring. It is going to be big fights, and we're always going to have you covered, whether it's with the Confabox stats or whether it's here on Inside Boxing Live. Bob, Dad, Boss, I enjoyed this conversation very much. Uh, let's go get some rest because we're, we're out way past our bedtime at this Triller versus Battle. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Dan. And uh, yeah, last night was, uh, was another one for the books, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again next month.